0: is the University of Michigan.
1: Touchdown, Michigan! And they caught an extra pass. Here it goes This is a presentation of Blue by 90. Find us on Twitter at Blue by 90 and shop the merchandise at blueby90shop.com.
2: All right. Welcome back to Blue by 90. I'm Justin joined by Jack today and we're in the, uh, the baseball head coach's office with new head coach Tracy Smith. Coach, we appreciate you coming on today. How are you doing?
1: Good. It's Sunday. (laughs)
2: <laughs> it's 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 kind of a rainy Sunday though you know it's not beautiful it has been pretty nice though since you've been here hasn't it
1: uh I haven't been here much honestly been living out of a uh, out of a suitcase In I'm the the uh, college roommate that doesn't leave staying with my buddy Doug Mallory on the football staff and standing there third bedroom and, uh, <laughs> just left there but no this is this is great so appreciate the the break from moving in yeah,
2: absolutely. Um, yeah, so, um, you know, you, you came from, uh, you know, you've had a long-storied uh, coaching career already. Um, we're excited to have you here in Ann Arbor and, and bring something new to the table as well. Um, but, you know, tell us, coming from Arizona State, um, what is the biggest transition that you think is going to, you know, the toughest transition that you'll think you'll have coming from ASU?
1: Oh, um, I mean,
2: I, I went straight into a hard-hitting class. You know, like, all right, I, thanks for that. I, uh,
1: I don't, honestly, it's probably not even the baseball, i just, I'm, first of all, I'm happy to be back, you know, in the Big Ten with just, you know, the college vibe. It's a little different, yeah. you know, and I'm excited about that. In fact, when I was on my interview, I went for a campus run and literally stopped in the middle of the campus and just was like, gosh, I forgot how much I missed this, yeah. you know, and so that's going to be, you know, what I'm looking forward to, but you know, we would it wouldn't be right if we didn't talk a little bit about the weather. You know? So I would say the biggest thing for me because I remember the reverse of being a lifelong Midwesterner and moving to, to the desert and not necessarily Arizona State, but to the desert. You'd look up every day and see the sunshine, and it took a you know it took a long time. First that first year, literally, <laughs> yeah. I was sending pictures back to everybody and say, look what I get to see. So now you know going back to that will probably be the biggest difference. Yeah. Institutionally, though, um, as far as the baseball job, I actually kind of made a comment on Twitter the other night about someone asked me, what's the biggest difference between that? My comment is good players are good players. You know, good teams are good teams, east or west. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of similarities because we're going to be a good team. Love it.
2: It. yeah and i mean obviously it's it's a very different situation from the big 10 to the uh to the pack pack whatever it is going to be now i don't even know but um and it, it's going to be the big 20 here soon i think too Maybe. um but you know it's it's you coming back to the big 10 you had a ton of success at indiana and you know looking back on your first year at indiana though it wasn't It wasn't pretty, you know, right away, right? And so you were able to turn things around, though, and build what was an unbelievable program. What what was that like to to go into something and say, "All right, you know, things aren't great right away, but we're going to get to a spot here where we're competing for national championships."
1: Interestingly enough, I mean, um, even the the context of taking Indiana program, and I and I I don't Mm -hmm. remember quite uh, vividly, but I think it was either they were Indiana had finished last place. Either two or three of the last years before taking a job. And so I had coached there as an assistant in the early 90s. And so I, and we won the Big Ten tournament, I think, against uh, uh, Penn State. So I knew we could win a championship. We didn't win the regular season, but when I was offered the job, talking to my scout friends, talking to coaching friends, talking to basically everybody that I knew in my network, every single person except one said, do not take that job. You can't win there. And the one person that actually advised and said, hey, you should take was Bob Todd, who was at Ohio State. And if you, if you recall at that time, I mean, they, they had it going on and yeah. you know, they were kind of, and they were actually self sustaining in terms of crowd and tickets. They built the, the big stadium. So they were really the blueprint to, to kind of how to do it. But um, I, I, I loved it because, yes, it did take us a while. But the same thing that we've instituted the same philosophy here, we talked administratively, and it's no secret, and I'm sure you probably have it on your question list at some point, <laughs> about, you know, and Eric and I are good friends, Yeah. but how they kind of, you know, took a little little of the recruiting class uh, okay. on their way out. So it left us, it's leaving us a little bit of a void right now, but we're not going to go out and make short-term decisions. We're We're going to do this thing where, uh, let, let's get the right people in here, let's make sure that the talent, the quality of kid, all of those things, for sustainable success. I'm not – we'll use the portal, you know, and I think that's a quicker avenue for folks, but I don't know that, that that's maybe or necessarily the right model here and, um, and, and, quite frankly, where I would be anywhere that wouldn't be I, – I like having guys in the program for an extended period of time, so that's how we're going to approach it, very similar to what we did at Indiana to build it to what we had.
0: Are there still guys in the portal that uh... – from Michigan that are looking at kind of coming back? Or have you talked to any of those guys? Uh, I know I saw Jake no, Marty, I think, yeah, was I think in there.
1: And um, I think we got all the guys. I, I think pretty much everybody came back. That
0: that we, was going to. Yeah. Pretty
1: yeah, much. The, I know there were a couple that left, or I, I, that left early that we never had a conversation with. Mm. Um, but the ones that were in there, and it was, you know, Jimmy Overtime. You know, Huge. I don't know I to say that. But, uh, you know, he was He just wanted to. And I get it, transition's tough, and everybody's a little nervous. At that time, they didn't know who was going to be hired. Right. So it was a great way to protect themselves. And I lo- and, and Michigan's philosophy as a department, because if you, if you, and Danny, you can correct me if I'm wrong, off, off camera, Danny, um, <laughs> if, if you go into the portal, the institution could actually take your, your scholarship after a certain amount of days. Right. Oh, And Michigan's philosophy was, and I, and I thought it was fair in a coaching transition, they allowed the kids to get in the portal with no repercussion of being able, so yeah, they could protect that. themselves. So it was That's good. nice. Yeah. But once we made the hire, we had conversations. We had asked the guys to, hey, man, you, know, you might want to come on out now. if you're coming <laughs> I mean, back. Right. Yeah, yeah just to, to send a good message. So, with, uh,
0: well, with, so Jimmy came back. Who else came back that, that was in the portal?
1: Pretty much. I mean, there were a bunch of them, man. I don't have I, – I can't. I know Jalen
0: t- Jones, I think, went to Ohio State. Yeah. Um, Willie. I don't we don't to talk consent. to him anymore.
1: Man, I like Jalen too. I'm just yeah.
0: kidding. Good kid. Sorry, Jalen.
2: Yeah, good kid wearing the wrong colors yeah. now. Still someone's jersey on the website. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, speaking of the roster too, like let's say you know you're trying to fill the roster here. Just hypothetically, you had maybe like a couple washed-up baseball players that one that like played
1: first base. Are you saying that these washed-up baseball players are still sitting on a blue couch? A little bit? Okay. little bit. A little
2: bit overweight from his playing days, warning track power. N- maybe another guy who I think I've got a legitimate shot at like a reliever. I well, can be a reliever right every now. time that we throw a baseball, you are your arm is hang off after three throws. Well, yeah, I can get like So let me like, get a like bat. he can give you maybe like, you know, a batter a game. Yeah. What do you think?
1: Uh, you're, let's go. Let's do it. All right. yeah, I'm all okay. in for it. So, yeah, I like, you know, I'm I'm he, on, like, you know different arm
0: angles and stuff. If you can know, throw gonna... a left
1: hand, we'll take you in a hard. Oh, lefty? Hmm.
0: All right. Well, I can go righty.
2: Well, we can work on that. We can work on it. Yeah, I mean, the big thing that we we're glue guys for sure. Like big culture guys, culture guys bringing need that on the roster. Locker
1: room, locker. Oh my god,
2: locker room would be in the best shape. Danny, we have a
1: few spots left for that, don't we? We got some eligibility.
2: Yeah, for sure. All right, we'll talk about that off right, offline no, no, here. Yeah.
1: Um but the answer
0: is yes. Okay, perfect. 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 we got that on camera. Okay? Yeah,
2: we did. Yeah, that is a legally binding contract. <laughs> we can go through the uh, details of uh, scholarships later. Yeah. yeah. I'm assuming it's a full ride right off of the bat. You
1: know, we'll <laughs> we talk about a that. You full rides base- baseball. You know that. I know, I know.
0: <laughs> um, if we can get a little scholarship
2: from each team.
1: Yeah. Ooh, we, we can be multi-sport
0: out. athletes here. I think so.
2: Yeah. All right, Good golf. Cool. Joey is. I mean, Joey Velasquez is yeah. great. We could be a culture guy for the football team. Basically, Deion Sanders. What? Yeah, sure. yeah. Um, <laughs> um, All right. So, you know, you're coming back here or not back here, but you're coming here now and it's going to be you've got big shoes to fill. You just talked about Coach Backage. He did a phenomenal job here. Everyone's aware of that um, and brought this program to a spot that it hasn't been in a long time. You know, is there? Do you feel a certain pressure? Or are you coming in here? What's your attitude coming in here to say? All right, we do. We have to win right away, or how do we build it? I know you just talked about what you did at Indiana, but you know, how how are you dealing with all that stuff too?
1: Um, well, the pressure to me is an internal pressure. Uh, you know, and not to get into great details. I mean, the, you know, the Arizona State job, which I which I'm coming from, is. Is a tough job. I mean, it's arguably one of the toughest jobs in terms when you balance everything out. So pressure, I, it's not even on my radar. I mean, you know, and I, I'm being serious. Like, there's yeah. nothing that someone can say or write or whatever that's going to hurt my feelings. Like, I've been there, done that. Yeah. If, you know what I mean? So it's like that. – We'll write
2: good things about you. That,
1: well, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just – but I don't that, – that ship has already sailed. And so I'm at a point in my career – And I think about this a lot, like, um, you know, you're proud, you're competitive, you want to win, but I'm not doing it, you know. I mean, I didn't pack up the, you know, to to do it for everybody else. It's just like one of those things where you've got to be happy with looking that mirror at the end of the day, put your head on the pillow, however you want to define it. Hey, did did I do the best I could today? And so that's really where my mindset is. And, you know, I'm not into reading a bunch of the stuff, good or bad. So I just, I'm going to, point probably where that stuff is just not even a you know I, I do I, I want to do a great job here personally for, you know I, I didn't like the way it ended at Arizona State and again it's not so much the on field because we had you know top 25 teams and you're unemployed right mm-hmm. it's more of just kind of that competitive fire it's like I don't want to go out like that you know and and I, now I've said this and I've said it multiple times publicly I, I could have done the rest of my life and been a grandfather and, you know, worked for the been Diamond the Allegiance cabin. And, all the, and been at the cabin <laughs> <laughs> we talked about. So all of that. But when the job and like, a Michigan opened up and all the boxes that it checked in terms of the the quality of education, the the history of the program, the current and recent history of the program, that's the thing that I think is really – I made this comment the other day. We were sitting around here and it was just something didn't happen. I go, wait a minute. Weren't we just one game away from a national championship in 2019? Right. like. Right. Why are we fighting that, you know? So all of those things, I think, lend, this self, lend itself to be really one of the top baseball jobs in the country. And, you know, we talked a little bit, joked about the cold weather stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, it isn't about any of that. It's about the people that you have. And my short time here, it's, I, I love the folks. You know, everyone has come and said, hey, tell us how we can help. All the alums, the former players, a ton of them, you know, living in the area, have all called or text and said, tell us how we can help. Let's get together. Another thing, I don't know if you, but, you know, me playing at Miami of Ohio, yeah. I used, you know, we played Michigan a lot. We played Central Michigan. So it's funny, a lot of the guys that I played with are all kind of in their careers as high school coaches in the state of Michigan and around. So, like, That's I'm getting guys reaching out to me that I didn't even know. Like, hey, man, we played against each other back <laughs> in the eight. I'm like, this is awesome. So, like, <laughs> I think it's a good fit. Personally and professionally, to go out and do this, but the pressure piece of it—I mean, you know—maybe talk in two or three years. I'll mean, have a different yeah. attitude. But right now, that's not even on the radar.
2: I like it. I mean, I, that's the, to me, that's like the only way to go about it. If you're thinking about pressure, like, you know, worried about your job every day, you're not going to do a good job, right? No. So, no. um, and you're not even really on the job yet. Like you are, but you know, you've barely moved into your office here don't, because yeah, you out, Don't
1: pan out. We'll, we we'll
2: get you some more gear. We can, you know, we'll decorate for you in All here. Um, but, uh, you know, going back to your playing days too. So you played at Peoria, right? You played mm-hmm. in Winston-Salem, mm-hmm. um, what was, you know, as you as a player, what what would people say about you as a player?
1: Um, God, he was terrible. No. Uh, <laughs> I don't, you know. Noodle I mean, arm. It's funny. This is because I'll, I'll frame it like this. Like, guys, I always laugh of my players that play for me. They're like, man, he's tough or he's hard, or, you know, he's whatever. And then if you were to talk to my teammates that I played <laughs> with, they'd be like, who are we talking about? Because I was always the guy that kept everybody loose, you know, even professionally. Um, so I was, I, I affectionately said I was the jack-of-all-trades master, none, because I went to college as an infielder, got drafted as a pitcher, pitched my first year, went back to an infielder. So I was kind of back and okay. forth. Never really excelled at any of the ones. <laughs> but it was great for me professionally because I got to work with all different coaches of different positions. Yeah, right. So, um, But I'd say, you know, I didn't work – extremely hard. Um, I didn't understand what it was. It was a different time, too, that you know, we didn't have all the stuff we have now. So that also framed really why I, I do push guys that I coach and will push them here is because I don't want them to be me. You know, I don't want them to be, because I did have some talent, but I don't feel like I ever truly maximized that talent because I didn't work hard enough, if I'm being honest with myself. Yeah, yeah. And so that's one of the things that I'll tell them in the recruiting process is I'll be relentless, and our staff will be relentless on you because we owe that to you, be the best version of yourself that you can be. So, but, I you know, I could still get out there and sling it around a little bit, unlike you. Unlike you know? <laughs> me. Yeah. We play some fungal golf out here if you want. Well, I'm, I know. You don't want to challenge me in fungo golf. I'm <laughs> All right, sorry. <laughs>
2: are you are you the the fungo guy here? Or but, uh, is... Coach
1: Greenspan, Ben Greenspan will claim that he is, but okay, my fungo okay. skills, I believe, truly are unmatched. Wow,
2: wow! All yeah. right,
1: we'll have to we'll have to do some fungo yeah, golf. Yeah, you put you put some. Okay, anytime. I, <laughs> I, I think we're going to be. I don't put think sure. Danny agrees with that. It. Pretty good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so it could be
1: better. <laughs> nice. you, you put you put a cone oh. out behind second base. I promise you, I'll hit that cone.
0: Ooh. How many tries? All right. Not many. Not many. Okay. All right. Okay, I'm sorry, not BP. <laughs> Are you a good you, BP tosser?
1: Is that, why, is that why you didn't make it know in know the league? I don't know how to throw a ball. Oh, not, that was your not, issue. Not as a physical a ball. <laughs> I don't know how to throw a ball outside the strike wow. So, could Wow. So you're, you're like me. We it could be 45 ball. minutes of straight BP and maybe, maybe a ball or two might be mixed in there.
0: Okay. Right. <laughs> that's pretty. No, good. That's true. Wow. When, when you were pitching, what was your pitch?
1: Uh. Did, was, you, did you pitch in high school before you played I did. College? Okay. Yeah, I did. Um, I, you know, upper to low 90 fast, but my pitch was a slider. Okay. And that's probably why I threw too many of those things. It, it Your hurt. elbows hurt a little bit. TJ? <laughs> no, I never got TJ. Well, who knows back then? The yeah, right. You probably been, yeah. needed it, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep.
2: <laughs> Oh, that's interesting. Um, So, all right. So now, you know, fast forward, obviously your, your coaching career has been, has been great so far and you're coming here to, uh, to Ann Arbor. Um, You know, what is, what's the biggest thing that you're excited for to be the head baseball coach in Ann Arbor? I know. Jack was there when you first did your, your uh, press conference, um, and you said, right, you said, like, I really, really wanted this job. Mm-hmm. You know, what was the reason for that, and why are you so excited to be here? Well,
1: one, get back in the locker room, and, and a little bit of is the personal piece of, in, in, in my mind at least, I'm kind of in the prime of the career. You know, it's like I've got a lot of wisdom, a lot of experience. I've been a head coach since age 30. I love the locker room piece of it. I love the relationship piece of it. So to be back in that environment, unless you've done it, you know, it, it's it's fun. It's stimulating, and you can be, you know, you can be competitive. On a general sense, um, I'm, and I kind of alluded to it earlier. Like I'm excited to be back to where the home team, rooting for the home team. You know, like the, this, I, I view this very similar to the time even in Bloomington where. The town was the college. The college was the town, and everybody kind of pulled right. for your school. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I point to Danny because he's a you know a, an ASU guy. It's a little bit different vibe. But it was just a, it was more of a professional setting. It yeah. was because if you look at Phoenix at large, people from all over the country moved there, so there was right. not the sense of this is our team.
2: It's like the Raiders playing in Vegas a little bit.
1: Yeah, and and so like I, and again, I'm not knocking it, but it's like I'm excited to get back to that vibe of the community really supporting the team. Right. And, yeah. and so that just, you know, I think that's going to be something. And then again, you can pick up the phone. I was explaining this to a recruit last night. You can pick up the phone and you can talk to any kid in the country. And, and I, th- I thought I had my Michigan shirt on, <laughs> but when, when it says Michigan across your chest and your hat, or you walk in a room, it is different. Like people respond to that. Yeah. I, I, the example, I can't remember if I said this at that initial thing, i I was going to this Third uh, of July party. It's the best party in Malibu in LA. Anyway, Dude, so big I was, time. but but yeah. for three but for three years I'd go you know, for three different institutions. So when I'm in Indiana, and, you know, and it's 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 a star-studded event. You know, hey, I What do you do? I coach baseball in Indiana, and people do like, oh, okay, that's awesome. Hey, what do you do? I am head baseball coach at Arizona State. Hey, that's awesome. But this last time, so I would got named like I got the job or the offer. Right before that deal, so I go to this thing as the ba- now I'm the baseball coach of Michigan. Yeah. Hey, what are you doing? I'm a baseball coach of Michigan. Michigan. Wow, that's awesome. I mean, it was. I mean, instant. It just yeah. struck me. Yeah. That literally, that stood out. But back to the alumni base of Michigan. I guess California is the second largest outside right. of the state of Michigan. Mm-hmm. But my point being, the brand of Michigan is a powerful brand, and not just athletically, academically, and when you marry those two, I wanted to be in that again. Mm-hmm. So.
2: I mean Ann Arbor is I mean it's named on every list as like one of the top college towns in the country and it's it really is it's unbelievable here it's a different feel um yeah it is cold a lot but uh it it's still an awesome awesome spot and you know I have good friends that are baseball alums and you know they're super excited to come back and and be a part of things as well want to help you and and help this thing keep on the train keep going in the direction that it that it was as well so It's all it's all good stuff, and um, you know I think that like even when you talk about, I'm sure you've talked to Hutch over there in the softball uh, softball facility, and they pack that thing over there, and you know I know even going us going to games in the last couple years here, it's been. Bigger crowds than it ever has been here, you know, for Michigan baseball. So I think you're, you know, you're, you've got a, a head start a little bit more than some others, and I think it's so cool that you'll be able to to build on that as well. And, um, you know, I think ultimately one day you probably want it to be the the spot to come in yeah. in spring, right?
1: Well, and and kind of drawing on what we were talking a little bit about and taking the, the job at Indiana, and I do, and I agree with you a hundred percent that the starting line for here is more advanced than it was there. But I'm not kidding you when I say when we took the job at Indiana, which everybody said, don't take the job, you can't (laughs) win there. There were probably 50 to 100 people that would come to the game, literally. And I don't know if you ever saw the old Simbauer field, either one of you. I don't think so. It was a glorified, horrible high school field. (laughs) Nice. And so back to, you know, and then we we recruited to, you know, Schwarbers and, and grew that team and a number four national seed, recruited to that field. And, and, and I'm saying all that. It's like I think people make a difference, and not just coaches, but the players that you have there. And for us to get it to the level, so we take the 50 to 100 people. My last year there, uh, when we left in 2014, we were 2,500 to 3,000 a game. Wow. At, at, you know, That's awesome. Which is, and then 5,000 when we brought in the stuff for the, for the regionals. But back to it wasn't just the players and the coaches. It was really making a concerted effort to, hey, we've got to put a good product on the field that people want to come see. Right. And then when you when you show people that hey, you're a bigger part of the success, and that's what that's the message that's gonna be loud and clear from this office is it's gonna take all of us to get it to where we wanna be, including the messaging here. Glue guys. Yes. Yeah. You know, and, nice. and and I'll just I'm gonna take my this is my opportunity to say this because yeah. I don't think sometimes people, you know, it's funny when podcast or Sites get on and they talk negatively. I don't care if it's the football team, the basketball team, or whatever. Everyone thinks they're helping by being critical and negative on that, but what people don't realize is is the impact that it has on recruiting. And you that, so I would, you know, I would always talk about those types of things to folks. Is like, look, you're complaining about the problem. Well, you're also part of the problem right, right. now. So let's not focus on that. Like, how can we make this better? If we truly care about Michigan, um, Michigan athletics and our student-athletes, how can we make that better to be the best we can be? And we, you may two years from now not want to talk. To, I don't think that's going to be the case. <laughs> but you may not. But it's like still at the end of the day, it isn't about you. It ain't about us. It's about those kids every day that are flooding that locker room. So what can we do to make that better?
2: Love it. Positive vibes only. How does that make you feel? It makes me feel good. Okay. He why well, you were pointing at him? No, he's negative he calls the most me negative, negative the all the time. I I have realistic takes sometimes, okay. but they're not <laughs> negative. But as if they're not like ultra. I'm more of an
1: optimist. Yeah. Well, I you know what? I, but I you're I'm a I don't like to I, I'm the same. Like I say, I'm a paint a realistic picture. That's yeah. why I said, look, I'm not. I don't take offense if somebody writes a negative thing about me or says a negative thing about me. As long as it's true. Right. You know what I mean? And so, so I would say as you're pointing out, there's always context to <laughs> things. And so Well, th- nobody just wants it's you're not saying like, oh,
2: I want everyone to no. just like, you know, paint paint it the picture that it's gonna be no, you know, rainbows here, right? Because it's not gonna be like that every single day. No. And know? that's
1: and, and so yeah, so I just as long as it's fair and you know, not two sides of the story, but it's accurate. Yeah. You know, and that's the stuff that that um, can impede or facilitate and advance recruiting. and, yeah. and again, recruiting is the lifeblood of your program.
2: So. Obviously, um, yeah. So going back to your days at Indiana, too, is Schwarber the best uh, best player you've been around?
1: Well, I mean, he's he's pretty darn good. <laughs> I mean, I just it's funny. I just got a call. This is interesting. I just I just spoke this week to one of the guys who was on that team, Sam Travis, who ultimately ended up making it to, to the Boston Red Sox and. Sammy's still playing, and he's got an injury right now. But if you go back to those teams, Sam Travis was the freshman of the year in the Big Ten over Schwarber. <laughs> Sam Travis, I think, was player of the year in the Big Ten over Schwarber as well. But what Kyle's done now is talking to somebody from Middletown uh, actually today. And I, so he's leading the National League in home runs. Yeah. Right too, oh my so, God. Who's he with now? So if I don't say he's the best player, have you doing that? Then I mean, that I'm that I'm. Not very smart. Yeah, right.
2: Well, I mean, when you're – Phillips. So,
1: with the Phillies. Phillies. okay. I didn't know if it Phillies or Nationals.
2: So when you're, like, recruiting a guy like that, do you see that right away or was it, you know, did you feel like, okay, this guy's pretty good, but, you know, still got a lot to work on?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, and then our other product, you know, Torkelson, because that would yeah. be the one that would get a lot of comparisons at ASU – so seeing it right away, you can tell there's something different. In fact, you can hear there's something different when the ball comes off the bat. It just sounds differently. But I've had guys that the ball comes off the bat differently. The separator of the, the, the Schwerbers of the world, the Travises of the world, the Alex Dickersons of the world, the Spencer Torkelsons, and a, and a few that are in that lofty category is this and who they are as people. And you'll hear me probably say a lot, and I probably said it at that, that press conference, You know, I take my job seriously but not myself too seriously. So i'm about you know the humility piece of it is huge for me and both kyle Schwarber, torkelson those guys are some of the most humble human beings you'll ever meet so that to me is the separator and i think what makes those guys so good not just the physical
2: yeah and um i mean have you been able to reconnect with torque since oh, yeah. you've been here too yeah. yep awesome. I'm trying
1: to get i'm actually going to try to get down uh Get down and see him in in Triple. I even hate saying that. We get down and see him in Triple A. You know, we got to get him back up there.
2: (laughs) I know. I agree. I I I mean, Little's fun around the stadium, though. Yeah, there's bars. Fifth uh, Third Field. Have a good time. What are those? What are the bars?
1: No, I'm just. What are those? I don't even. know I I don't
2: know what those are (laughs) (laughs) either. I'm lost. We're the institution or higher education? Oh yes, that's just I go by myself. The so like okay, so let's talk about Torkelson then. A guy. Talk (laughs) about pressure. I mean, you're you're the guy, right? And you're the the guy in a program that needs somebody mm-hmm. badly, you know. And you come up and and you don't you're not the guy right away that's performing like everyone thinks you are. And obviously, we all know in baseball, like baseball probably more than any other sport, it does take time mm-hmm. to get used to professional pitching and a hundred mile per hour fastball, and then a you know nasty curveball with, to go along with it. How do you think, you know, a guy like Torque can handle that type of pressure where, you know, you're going up and down and you're trying to figure it all out and all that stuff too?
1: Well, I think it's hard for any of us, you, me, anybody in this room, anybody on this planet, to um, even sometimes give advice. Because as I said, when he was sent down, you know, we communicated a little bit and I just said, hey, man, like, it's hard for like." To live up to those expectations of being the best amateur player because you're the number one overall pick. Right. The best amateur player on the planet and then try to match that. Like, that's hard. You know, it's going back to the the pressure question you asked earlier. I'm 50-some years old. And, you know, I've had life experiences that can kind of put that stuff in. Now you're talking about a young 20-something that has to deal with that and pressure far beyond anything, quite frankly, (laughs) I've ever gone through. That's hard to do. So to remind – to remind him that in spite of being sent down, in spite of the slow start, um, you're still one of the luckiest human beings on the planet because you know why? Because you're playing baseball. Not not because you're the number one overall pick, but because you're playing baseball. You're getting paid to play a game. Yeah. Don't ever lose sight of that. And if you can do that and keep both feet in today, because that's the challenge for all of us is the minute we start trying to live up to what somebody is saying about us or what we should be, or I need to get to this next step as opposed to being good right here. That's when, that's when the pressure starts impeding what you're, what you're doing. So, Mm -hmm. um, and, and I'll circle it back around to this job. That's why I've said, screw that stuff. Like I'm, I am so thankful for this opportunity. I'm going to enjoy it. That's the mindset that I've tried to say to to Torque is like, you know what, man, like you don't have anything to prove to anybody, you know? And and if you really want to break it down, this is a, you, you got eight million reasons why you don't need to do it. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, yeah. I mean, so just go enjoy the game and have fun. And once you can do that and once he does that. But he, I'll never forget, and I pointed Danny off screen, but it was his sophomore year after coming off, he broke Barry Bonds' as everything at, at ASU. Everybody's like, oh, what a terrible slow start, blah, blah, blah. And, yeah. and it was like he was hitting 380 at the time. <laughs> it just wasn't hitting a bunch of home runs. Yeah, and and what you said, too, he's only been a pro for, what, two years, three, two, two and a half years? Second year, guys. right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So right. this dude's going to be really good for a really long time.
2: Well, I think, I, you know, obviously we're most, most of us here in Ann Arbor are Tigers fans, um, and we're all excited about him and, and a lot of those young guys. So it's great to hear, you know, and I'm sure, like, it's just – it's hard. People think it's just automatic. And, you know, I think even obviously you see kids go from high school then to college and then college to the pros, and it's like every step of the way it just gets that much harder and that much harder, right?
1: You're talking about all the wiffle ball warriors? Is that
2: right? <laughs> Yes, exactly. Yeah,
1: no, and that's why the pyramid gets shorter. And and we were talking about uh, Schwerber and Spence and why they're so good. I play, Even when I was playing and playing professionally – I played with guys that are some of the most unbelievable players I've ever seen, but other things take them out of that, whether it be like our friend Jack here, you know, hitting the bars and, you know, drinking themselves <laughs> out. Sauce, on you know? team, team. Uh, sauce. Don't get lost in it. <laughs> or the pressure gets to them or the whatever. So that, that, that thing, people don't understand how hard this game really is. And, and, and one of our favorite sayings, and our guys are going to hear this a lot, is you know you and none of us know how someone's going to react when they're in an environment where someone's as good or better than they are, because most of us in that locker room have been the best of the best of every team we played. Right mm-hmm. now, you put somebody that's really co- right you know? in a competitive situation, you don't know how people are going to respond. Yeah. that's why that pyramid gets smaller too. Some guys can't handle that.
2: Yeah, um, and so you're you talked about the you know the way that Spencer Torkelson and some of these other guys are they differentiate themselves is. They're good human beings, too, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Now, how in the world today, and I ask this to any coach that we talk to, the world of college athletics is tough. There is now money involved. There's the portal involved, NIL, all that stuff. And so many people talk about, all right, how do you build an actual team in the year 2022 in college athletics instead of, the the professional route and guys trying to get, you know, more money or more whatever else, you know, what's your attitude towards that on how you're going to try and build a culture up in this locker room and make sure that you guys are going out there with 50 some guys, right, but you're all one yeah. together.
1: I think you you know not to be transactional, you know, and I know coach Harbaugh's talked you know a little bit about that, even mm-hmm. in his in his coach talk, but not to be transactional. To make the relationships real, because even in professional sports, there are some locker rooms that are better than others. Mm-hmm. And I'll go back to what I said: it's about people matter. So if you flood that locker room with the right people—coaches, players included, support staff, everybody associated with your program—and then you educate those within you got a better chance of creating a good environment. Not that you're not going to have guys that are going to think the grass is greener and I can go change and do this, but we try to do as good a job as we can in the recruiting process to vet that type of personality out. And so for example, and this is so relevant because we're going through it right now with some kids, there's a kid that, you know, a kid that we're recruiting now and, you know, he's getting his feelings hurt because we're not talking to him, like, every week. And I'm like, look, that's not reality. Right. You know, so, like, our job in this is to create what reality is at the college athletics level. And our relationships are going to be real real and authentic with you. It's not going to be I'm calling you because my alarm goes off and says, hey, man, Automated send, text. Yeah, yeah. send this, send this. Like, that's not. And we purposely don't call guys on the first day you can call them, too, because I always love that one. Yeah. Hey, you know, why are you going to come Why there first school ever, you know you know, called me or I'm like, Oh, okay, that's a really good reason to you know. <laughs> so we try to try to create what it really is so there's no surprises once they get here. And I think if you can do that you got a better chance of having a good locker room.
2: I like it, and and I mean that's like that's the key, and I think Coach Backage did a, a lot of that, right? And that was he had buy in here, and I think they had great attitudes of the the cold weather stuff too, and that you know it just it felt like a, a true group, and I I'm excited to see what you can bring to the table here uh, as well, and I think you know how important is it to you to bring like for example a guy like Jimmy Elbertop back who, you know, has been involved here and you've got leadership still from some players. Uh instead of you know, I'm sure it's tough to walk into a room of new guys and say, like, you know, you gotta build that trust with them. Mm -hmm. They don't know who you are, you know.
1: That's a great question. I mean and and really it was from the first time that I spoke to the team I was driving to California. To that event I was telling you about,
2: Mr. Hollywood, and Hollywood and pulled here. over pulled
1: over, uh, <laughs> pulled over to do the zoom with the team, and that's the one thing I said on the call was like, "Look, I'm not Eric, you know, and Eric's not me, and not that his way is better or my way is better. It's just we're just different. We do yeah. things differently." I, now that said, I think our message and what we're trying to accomplish, which is creating quality people for life beyond baseball and winning baseball games, if I think our goals are the same. But we'll, there's going to be a different path to get there. And all I've asked for them is, like, be be willing and open to change because it's not like we're going to come in and, you know, treat people like our – but we're not right. going to do it the same way you guys are used to. So right. come into it with an open mind. Come into it with a coachable spirit um, because, our you know, we're in the business of winning. So our li- our livelihoods depend on us doing the very things that I just said. So if you don't think our motivations are pure – I'm not in this to make you worse, you know? Right. So, but that's, I think that's the challenge anybody faces, but I've done this four times and, and it just takes, it takes time. They've got to see, it's that old adage, they got to know that you care before you can really say anything that they're going to buy in. Yeah. So that's why we want the sustainable success model. I just, and that'll happen over time. I'm a hundred percent confident in that.
2: I love it. Um, what time are we at? Okay, cool. Um, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I know you got to get back to your leaky cabin. No, um, that's,
1: that's taking care of. Dan just got to get a lift in today. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, so you know, there's there's obviously a lot of uh, you know a, a lot to do that you know. I'm sure you got to prioritize some things. You've got to move into the office. You've got to get things ready. We walked in, the turfs out. You know, getting things ready here. What's uh What's the first thing on your mind as you're coming into this job?
1: I'm smiling because I go back to that 30-year-old head coach. If all of these things that I walked into right now, a depleted recruiting class, an unfinished stadium, (laughs) an unfinished this, an unfinished that, I'd probably be trying to solve all of that in like one day. Right. (laughs) I just got a different perspective now, and and we're going to get to all of those things, but the the, the thing that we want to accomplish most is to make sure that locker room, that they get a sense of who we are and that that trust thing, the build up, all this other stuff we can get done in due time. And so what we have to do is – you know, keep the main thing the main thing and not get distracted by some of the things that are going to take care of themselves and put ourselves in a position from a practice standpoint. Yeah, we don't have cages right now, so let's find the next available option and not make a big deal out of it. Right. Because in the long run, not that important. Right. Like, we'll get there.
2: We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah.
0: What do you guys, guys have? Uh, I know you're getting a new batter's eye, right? you are got yep. new turf. Are you putting any stands in the out, in outfield?
1: Uh, not to my knowledge yet. Uh, um, no, I don't think we are. We're going to redo the uh, orientation down the left field line to kind of create some more space down there. And all, all of these plans and things were in motion before I got here. Right. I saw a little bit. I just didn't, quite frankly, have enough time to dive in. I was like, go ahead. You know, <laughs> Eric's pretty meticulous on that stuff. So if, if they were designing it, I'm sure there was a reason behind it. Um, but I think we start with the product on the field. We build that. And then we have the success that we all want to have on that. Then we can start
0: doing all you know, that. If
1: we build, if we if we build a product on the field that's worthy of building stuff externally, then, then we're all for I it. I think I we think put
0: the cool. Blue by ninety deck out there. That's what I was just yeah. thinking. We got to get like a party porch out That'd there, awesome yeah. a bridge sure. from baseball to softball. People Ooh, go back like and forth that. and watch.
1: I'm not in tune to what the rules are around here, but that was one of my proudest accomplishments in Bloomington, and Indiana, is when we we put a little what you refer Party to perch. out on the left <laughs> and uh and I, I was cracking up because the kids would come and they would bring their stuff and okay. they'd have a great time it became yeah. a thing and it oh was yeah. awesome and I remember one time I said to them because they were getting a little rowdy out there so I, I ran out <laughs> during batting practice I said hey I said you guys we got to keep the you know keep it down a little bit keep it clean <laughs> do what you want or whatever and then I looked up like the top first and I saw people doing beer bongs on <laughs> thing, and I, I was just like, that uh, didn't go well. No, <laughs> uh,
2: you can only control, like, a 21-year-old kid so much, you yep. know? <laughs> uh, that's yeah. right.
1: They were 21. Exactly. Yeah, exactly.
2: exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. We would not condone otherwise. No.
2: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, we've talked about it, and obviously we built relationships with a lot of the the uh, players and Um, from the past teams and stuff and you know we we want to do our part as well you know in media and and all that stuff to get you guys a great atmosphere get people fired up about michigan baseball and and we've come out to multiple games this past year we're gonna plan to this year um you know it's it is it's an awesome complex here that we have it's awesome to have softball right there like Literally on a, a May Saturday when both are going on, it's oh, awesome. so much fun to well, come out here. So
1: here, and I'm uh, not that much has been serious up to this point, but, <laughs> but here's what I was saying on a serious note with that, and this goes back to that lock and arms on that, because I agree with you 100%. It, it takes everybody. So I would say if you have ideas and you have things because your knowledge of this place is greater than mine at this point, is like what can we do to improve? What group should we be having? Because what I have found, and this is where – I was actually in this little Twitter thing, you know, even last night. I, I love to think, I love outside-the-box ideas because if we just stay status quo, and we, we allow the, I will say, the history of how, well, the most scariest, one of the scariest statements is we've always done it this way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't stand that, yeah. you know. And so, not that I'm disrespecting the past. I think we have to embrace the past. But if we let the past tradition drive the momentum of our program, we are going to get passed by. Right. We've talked a little bit about NIL and things yep. already. And, and, again, we can choose, and that's okay, all of us, to dig our heels in on certain things and say, that's just the way we're going to do it. That's fine. Well, then don't complain when your competitors are passing you. Mm-hmm. And, again, I'm shifting gears. This isn't just NIL. This is anything. So I'm all about creative ways that we could, if, if it's reorient things differently within the stadium, I'm looking at the stadium, within the stadium yeah. to – Get more engagement, more fan thing. One of the examples, when we were at ASU, we built a batting cage. And, and and so I think traditionally most coaches would just build a batting cage. What we did is we built a batting cage with an observation deck on it where the fans could look down in and watch the kids hitting in the that's cage. That's awesome. And we wanted to pull that out at the project at one point, but I was like, no, because this will make it unique and fun for our fans, which is that's what we should be doing. So, oh, yeah. And I'm really saying that to you guys. is like if there's things that we could do better – things that we could do that we haven't done in the past, I'm mm-hmm. all ears, man. I really am.
2: Yeah. No, I mean, we, we talked about it this past year. I don't think we, we got out to a game. We didn't throw a tailgate. But, like, we honestly want, want to, to get a tailgate going. I know. I know. We, it's we, embarrassing we, on our part. Honestly. We well, got we, we had to leave room for improvement. We gotta well, no, it well, well, is now.
1: embarrassing because I'm going to call it a public <laughs> con- public challenge right now. We <laughs> want a tailgate. All
2: right. We we'll can do it. that. You're I promise you. We'll get out here on Ferry Field. We'll get it going. We'll get some students out here. I mean I think we can if we could bring the whole the some whole tall thing. enough
1: ladders. We could get up on that uh building in right field. Oh yeah. But that's you know we're we're kind <laughs> of joking around about it but I do back to the Bloomington thing of there were no tailgates ever in the history there and if and I remember vividly when they started doing the tailgating stuff I was like okay we're turning the corner here. Oh, right? yeah. This is but that's you know but that's our job to create that environment where people want to tailgate. Yeah. Yeah. So
2: well I mean so my wife played softball here and I tell you what the parents <laughs> love to tailgate, so we got to get. The, we'll start with the parents, get some students out there, get it going. You know, it's, everyone wants to have a good time, right? I say we start with a bang. Let's just let's let's get after let's it. We might we might as well. Let's, we might as well. I'm in. All right, perfect. Well, why don't we end it on that? We'll uh, you know. I'm I'm excited for the season. This is going to be super exciting to see these guys, you know, get back into this uh, – into the weight room, into the facility. You know, you've got them coming on back on – when, when do you guys start fall ball here? Date? First
1: workout is September 6th. September 6th. First workout. First, first practice workout is practice September 18th. September, yeah,
2: Okay. Okay. So, all right. So, September 6th, though, the boys are back in the –
1: Back in the facility
2: and getting ready to go. I mean, that's a couple of weeks away, man. We're not. We,
1: no, they're not going to be. We don't have a facility to get into. Yet, well, I mean. all right. Well, we're working on
2: that. We're working on that. We're gonna be dropping
1: uh, by. We'll find something. Yeah, you
2: know? yeah. Um, but you know, fall ball is always fun. And then you know, we'll you know come around uh, around February. I'm sure you guys. That's when you start traveling and and going. Uh, are you going to travel out to ASU? Is that a?
1: We actually. It's when you. I did forget about that. The the big difference is that like, first four to five weeks in the You're season not home, travel. No, yeah, I know. That's because I remember yep. uh, going out to. She's like, "Oh my god, man! Like we don't have to travel. This is unreal." <laughs> and, uh, but no, we actually open at Salt River in Phoenix. Okay, to okay. start the season in that Mob event that's out there.
2: That's cool. So, I mean, I will say in February here, going out. <laughs> out to Phoenix or Florida is like not the worst thing in the
1: world. Well, and one of the things, so this might be appropriate time. one of the things that I would like to accomplish with our scheduling, particularly with that weekend? Is, is I would love to go in that area. Every opening weekend, because Oregon State did that, and they did—they'd come to Phoenix the first one or two weekends. First and first weekend. and their fan base and alumni base began to expect it. The crowds and the enthusiasm, like they that's took awesome. over. It was Phoenix. like a home. They took—they took over Phoenix for the first couple of weeks, and and so that's one of the ideas that we want to bring is if our fan base and our alumni can have the expectation that every February, whatever. Yep. The maize and blue are going to be here in Phoenix. Not like only will you get the locals there, but I think you'll get people that'll be planning oh, yeah. their trips there. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things that we really want to work towards.
2: I know softball already does that in Boca Raton as well, because they go back there three or four times yeah. um, every every year. Every year, yeah. See, that's yeah.
1: that's what we. That's kind of what now. The difference between this is just me, and the Florida, is it rains more in Florida? That's mm-hmm. true. They do so, get rain down a lot. Yeah. So like, I want to head west. Yeah. And you guys would come and stop yeah, by. Yeah, or... absolutely. We'll have a yeah.
0: party in Malibu, you know. You'll, well, you'll I,
1: I
2: assume here. that we're, like, row, like, 1A and 1B on the plane there. But, yeah. oh. well, that was part of the scholarship, I thought. No, right? Okay. Was that? All right, we'll talk right to out? Danny about that. Okay. Yeah, we'll that I out. know yeah. he does the Danny takes he does the schedule. Yeah, we'll circle back. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta check what back. we have available first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well thank you so much, man. I really appreciate you uh, coming on here. Um, you know, it's been cool to get to get to hear everything from you. You know, peel back the curtains a little bit uh, on what you're about. And, you know, for a program, like we said, like it's in a really great spot right now. And, and uh, you know, there's a little little minor setback here with the roster, but nothing that you you can't uh, tackle here. And for you to, to come in here and have the attitude that you already have is, is really exciting for Michigan fans well, no, out appreciate,
1: here. Appreciate the opportunity to be on here. I hope it's not the last invitation.
2: Oh yeah! Not, so it won't be. I we promise. Because
1: right, y'all heard yeah. the tailgate things. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely,
2: absolutely. Have to work on that. No, we'll have you on here soon. But we appreciate you. Thanks. Go nice. blue. Go blue. Go blue.